Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast. Today is I am I am Matt, and joining me is hi hi I'm Rupier. Atlas is at a comedy show. He's abandoning our channel. True. And joining us today, we have a most revered guest, uh, Living Proof. Say hello to everyone. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's going on, team? Proof here. Got to get my whole spiel in, you know. Got to get the juices flowing. <laughs> so Living Proof, formerly Master of Spike Brothers, now Master of Dark States, uh, and I guess Bruce specifically. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so uh, we're here today to talk about a, uh, po- a post you made, right? And why don't you tell everyone what that uh, post was, I guess, generally about. So in general, it's just kind of me... I don't know the right word, um, uh, lamenting how the design in Vanguard kind of always airs towards, or not the design, yeah, yeah, the design and the people kind of wanting more attacks in their decks. So the the whole idea that if your deck is a quote-unquote three-attack deck, it's like a, um, I said albatross in my post, kind of like don't play it because it's a three-attack deck. So I was kind of just hoping or wanting to see more design things in Vanguard that kind of helps out these three attack decks and make them more interesting and fun to play. Yeah, and I had to explain what Albatross meant to Atlas. Atlas was like, I don't know what he means by this. I'm like, Have you? and I guess he hasn't didn't read Rhyme the Ancient Mariner or something. But Albatross is kind of like a, a thing that's kind of like possibly good, but generally like a bad omen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, of like things to come, I suppose. Uh, right and yeah, so it, if you, it, go ahead. I was saying so. Yeah, if your label, if you're slapped with this label of three attack deck, is like, do I really want to play it or want to find something that does what you can do, but also gives me more attacks in the process? Right. Hmm. I think um, the and the idea is that you know we have like decks like already like Bruce Bastion, uh, Magnolia, and. Uh, nirvana that have like you know attacks past three and i might be missing one here and there but there's also barrow oh bear magnus sure yeah barrow uh and then you have decks that can't like prison orphis um eugene (laughs) zorga and zorga (coughs) sorry about that um and so it's like well what do we do about like I guess, like, are these decks too good? Like, when when they don't have multi, when they have multi attacking, are they, or the or are people just not playing enough of the decks without it? And I think for me, a lot of it comes down to the over trigger, or not the over trigger, the uh, the persona ride, because the persona mm-hmm. ride makes it like really really hard to guard like anyway, and when you have multi attacking, it's that much better, right? Mm-hmm. Because like if you there was no persona ride then, you know, the multi-attacks, you know, being smaller would be pretty relevant, I think. Hmm. Instead of just being like, oh, here's a 33k fifth attack, right? Yeah. Although, that wouldn't stop Bastion anyways, but that's a different problem. That's just the way that deck was designed. Although, while I do think, like, Power numbers are also relevant. Like, the bigger you can make your extra attacks, the better, obviously. But I feel like, from just a math perspective, the more attacks you have, the more opportunity you have to do damage. So, like, 
In terms of cards spent guarding an attack, if you theoretically had a 28k column versus two 13k attacks, they would both be two card guards, but then if you have no cards, then obviously the 13k columns are dealing two damage, where the 28k column is only dealing one. I mean, they're dealing two damage, provided that mm -hmm. you don't get a defensive trigger, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's why I say, like, potential for damage, right? I, yeah. But, you know, I think that's one of the problems, is, like, the more attacks you have, the more potential damage you can deal, where, you know, three attacks is three attacks. Mm -hmm. Right, so it's like you're... Everybody knows what your cap is, so they can plan their guard effectively. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit harder to do that when you have more attacks that they can come at you in different ways. And like in the case of Magnolia, they can vary their attack numbers based on what you do because they can boost or attack from the back row. So it kind of makes guarding a little more trickier in that situation, mm -hmm. which is compounded by the Persona Ride giving power to the front row across all of the, the multi-attack decks. Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like people... The, well, let me back up. The genesis of this post comes from my Discord because... The Stoikea area is very um, active, and so that's littered with either Zorga, which is a three-attack deck, or Magnolia, which is not. And during the lyrical um, reveal season, they've had one or two decks that are order-focused that enable multi-attacking. I think one of them specifically, I forget the name of the uh, particular boss unit or the ride line, but... A lot of it is making jokes about Zorga because she operates with um, order cards, and one of which enables multi-attacking. So it led to a lot of discussion in my Stoikea area for from the Zorga fans who really want some type of multi-attacking to come in set three to help out Zorga, to help level the playing field, so to speak, for poor Zorga, who's only a three-attack deck right now and trying to hang on. <laughs> See. So, in terms of, like, what we could do about three attack decks, because I don't think every deck should end up having multiple attacks. I feel like that gets really boring, and I feel like that's been a problem throughout the entire game. As we get closer to the end of any particular era, as every deck gains more and more attacks. And mm -hmm. I feel like there are other ways to bridge the gap, it's just that people are probably not going to like any of the things I suggest. So, the first one is... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, so, like, taking some cues from some of the Lyrical Monasterio reveals, like, uh, Alestiel, the ride line that, has, that works with, like, even or odd grades, has a rear guard that, when you pl put it down, like, for every three odd grade units you have, it gives something 5k and a crit. So if you have the ideal board set up, you could have an entire front row with 5k and a crit. And so that is one of the things you could do to make up the difference is, you know, increase the potential damage you can do across three attacks by just having a lot of crit pressure early. Yeah, because it's like, how do you make up for it and mm -hmm. just be threatening quicker? And that's a very easy way to do it. And V series was kind of doing okay in that regard and like with the gift system but we know how that kind of panned out as time went on mm -hmm. and i mentioned in my post like i really like what 
Brantgate does by introducing new mechanics to the mix with prison and the set orders and mm-hmm. um and the um the worlds for Orphis. And if you have three attacks, like give them maybe some higher defensive capabilities to make up for the, the lack of offensive pressure that they can put down. And prison really does that well in my opinion because they can hamper the opponent's resources and gather their own value through triple drive or other defensive payoff cards via the prison system. So things like that, like if you buff up their defensive capabilities, it might bridge that gap a little bit easier without having to err on the side of giving them more attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is one, another thing I was going to bring up with prison is that, you know, prison has a lot of grind potential, right? Because you can imprison oh, yeah. things, kind of force your opponent to spend resources getting their cards back. Uh, you have turquoise to penalize them for taking cards out of prison and take away their offensive capabilities. And so I think part of the reason why prison does well relative to o- other decks that are not Bruce or Bastion is because it has that grind power. So even though it doesn't have a lot of offensive pressure right now, I think the deck is still lacking a finisher. Uh, it still does pretty well just being able to grind out your opponent, and I think uh, not a lot of people have played Orphist, at least in Japan, but I think Orphist is relatively okay if my comparison point is Zorga, because uh, Orphist has more consistent. Of, yeah, a lot of people liken mm-hmm. Zorga to being less consistent Orphist. They kind of yeah. achieve similar numbers, they achieve massive amounts of value over mm-hmm. the course of the game, and kind of just beat face with big columns, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, but the thing is, like, Orphist, you have all these different options to retire your opponent's rear guards. Like, you have the Falcon, where both players have to retire something at the end of turn. You have the Triple R, obviously, where you retire a Shadow Army to retire an opponent's rear guard. And you also have an Order that retires things. So Orphist has that grind power fairly consistently, because you have a lot of different retire options. Whereas Zorga, you have the one order that you play, like, a couple copies of, and you can kill exactly one thing that turn. Mm-hmm. And then Zorga has the issue where it kind of can fail on itself by not having an order late mm-hmm. in the game when you really need to try to alchemy or magic. Or you just have a bunch of the same one co- of, like, the same order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. You have, like, four GDR, and you're like, great. Yeah. Can I get anything else, please? And even, like, <laughs> Dragonic Overlord is even doing better than Zorga right now just because you have Overlord's re- unblockable rearguard attack, and then you also have Berserk Dragon, so you can fairly consistently retire at least two things while still making decent numbers. So, you know, mm-hmm. aside from just crit pressure, I think the thing that's working right now for the more successful three-attack decks, although Overlord is technically not three-attacks is, you know, grind power, being able to draw out the game more, being able to control the board a little bit. And, yeah, you know, I like what and you said that's... about adding more defensive power. It was something I was thinking about for set three, is what if they gave Orphus like, defense tokens? So, kind of working on the idea of the evil decoys from V, where you have something with, like, low power, but it has intercept and shield value, so... What if they just made the opposite of a Shadow Army token, where it has zero power, but 15k shield and intercept? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, not gonna lie. 
and it kind of fits his whole um bringing bang, bringing things back from the dead necromancy power. Mm-hmm. So I'd be down for that. Yeah, it's still and, bizarre that they kept the trigger power change from V, and then didn't bring back the shield values. Yeah. Or like then lowered the shield values. I don't know. I thought that was really weird. Yeah, and now they're like scrambling to give the shield value back because they realized it was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird. I'll, I'm cool with the. Well, initially I wasn't cool with the trigger power being 10k, but that's because I kind of feared that it would go the way of V era and be like super quick, and be super fast games with like your decisions not really mattering, but that has not been the case so far in D era, but I would would have liked to the the grade ones to remain 10k shields. I don't see why they had to revert those back because now they also take those out of premium slots because nobody's going to play 5k shield grade ones unless the skills are super pushed, which would also harm D series. So it's like compounded things folding in on itself by just reducing the shield value down or for D era. Yeah. So, yeah. So now they're trying to put those things back via, um, order cards which people really don't like to play because they're negative ones if you use them in most mm-hmm. cases yeah I think... or or you're trying to ham fist it into to triggers again like they did before yep yeah i think blitz orders have been largely unsuccessful right i think now. Yeah, but... uh, nirvana had to play it for a while because they had like no shield whatsoever yeah but now yeah, that we have oh, yeah. burger like mm-hmm. Why would you waste the slot on a blitz or Yeah, that is another thing is like better blitz orders. I think cuz in G their solution was for lacking shield value was G guardians and I feel like mm-hmm. blitz orders probably have to be reworked to be similar to G guards in some way where yeah they offer like master value and shield at the same time. Yeah. And then you're also not taking up deck space, shoving in these cards, and also being able to add more utility, because a lot of the Blitz orders right now are just choose a thing, give it power. True. Like, the best the best Blitz order in the game is Ghost Chase, in my opinion. Yeah. Because it, you can protect yourself and reuse something later. Mm-hmm. So it gives you massive utility throughout the course of the game, and always lets things be live on the board to be useful later. Yeah. So, which, that seems to be getting more into, like, just overall game design, although I do feel like if the intention is to make certain decks grindier, that they would have to give stronger defensive cards, so, like, basically things that... uh, Dex would start needing to have denial griffins again to in order to curb the power oh, no. of a multi attack. Oh no! Please no! <laughs> please no! I don't want to. I don't get me away. Get me out! <laughs> I told you all, all of my all of my ideas are gonna probably be unpopular. Like denial griffins is one of my suggestions for make for bridging the gap a bit is. Decks with less attacks have stronger utility orders to control the board, like Denial Griffin. The issue with introducing Denial Griffin orders into Mm -hmm. D-Era is that since we're in the nation system, they're they're either going to have to be generic, so every 
I was about to say clan. So every nation can have them, and which means the multi-attack decks can potentially some way in the future have access to them, which kind of opens us up to the whole timely pedal around issue of a uh, near tier zero um, G era. I hated that time because good Lord, but I don't want to, I don't want to trigger, trigger that memory. <laughs> but if you, if you give multi-attack decks access to a mid battle phase interaction, it makes them grossly better. So then the alternative would be to make them restrictive to certain um, grade three units, which also means that they're not going to be future proofed for whenever they're trying to move on from the, whichever name you tie it to. Yeah. So it's kind of a it's a double edged sword in that fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't the, know how I don't know how I don't know how they would work it to make it yeah. work with the three attack things, but not work with the uh, multi attack yeah. things. Yeah, because you know one of the problems with having lots of attacks is that you know sometimes the math will end up not working out. Where you know three attack deck a lot of times is like probably probably around six cards, let's say, if you wanted to guard all of them, where, you know, especially when things get super crazy and decks are attacking, like, eight, nine times, that is so many cards out of your hand. So, mm-hmm. I'm tr- so you know, one of the other things, if we're looking at defensive utility, is, like, how do you deal with that many extra attacks aside from... Because, you know, increasing shield value doesn't stop the fact that there are three extra attacks happening that turn, right? Right. And so, like, something like Denial Griffin would be hard to implement because, you know, like what you said, how do we restrict it to just the three attack decks? And then, I guess another option is something like Hanali, where... That's where I was going to go. So I do wonder can, uh, how like tax the... mm-hmm. I do wonder how like a Hanali type card would exist in G era or uh, D era. But the problem like is a similar thing with Hanali, right? You have to like find it. Mm-hmm. Like how many other cards are you playing? You play just playing four. Yeah. I guess Zorga would have a a field day with it because <laughs> you play Hendrina and then you can just mill it and then call it back out with Zorga. Yeah. Right. Issue being um. Most things can retire it during the the battle phase or the main phase, so it might not even be relevant to to pop off. <laughs> Stop this Leonard, which oh Leonard's gonna just swing into the Hanali column first off rip. So does it really matter? I don't mm-hmm. think so. It's just a uh, frontline the Hanali. Yeah. Forehead. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Something uh. I was thinking of was um maybe some type of defensive mechanic which can activate on the fourth plus swing that not necessarily a Hanali, but maybe like um like a blitz order or some type of existing order maybe you could like set it do like a defensive set order which trigger kind of like um like burst from battle spirits if y'all are familiar with that if if not i can explain it real quick you do because i'm really dumb <laughs> So burst is a mechanic in battle spirits where you set a card face down. In this case, it'd be in the order zone. And then when the condition is met, you flip it face up and play it for free. So say you play this, play a set order face down, which with the condition is when your opponent attacks um, for the fourth battle or more, or for a set amount of power, say it's over 
35k power, for example. You flip it face up, it does something defensively for you, and then you put the set order into your, your drop zone. So it's been spent, so to speak. Workers exist face up in the order zone and not have any other value. I think that would be a cool mechanic to explore. That's why I was kind of hoping that they would go with the set orders in terms of mm-hmm. doing like a burst type of setup. But I think that would be a cool design space to to explore in the future doing something like that. Did these burst cards do anything like other than like being set and triggered? Or... Uh, they can they can be set and triggered. They can be spells. Some of them are also creatures, so that you can be they can be summoned for free after mm-hmm. being set down as a burst card. There's a variety. I think there's only spells and creatures in Battle Spears. Oh, there's also nexuses, which are like equipments or enchantments for magic that kind of yeah. exist. But I, from my memory, I have very limited knowledge of Battle Spears. I don't think there's any like burst nexuses, but I'm sure they've explored that at some point because the game is also fairly old i think i think kind of where that like just from like a card design perspective like mm-hmm. if i read a card and it basically starts and says oh uh di- uh play this only if it's the fourth battle or more i would kind of be off that card immediately That's like fair. like uh, it's too situational if that makes sense mm-hmm. and i'm just like mm-hmm. i want a card that like does something but if the card is like a split card like do x if it's fourth battle or more, do X instead, or like do something, or like set set it, and if it's set, it does X is like would be a much more enticing card for me. Yeah. Okay. If, yeah, that, if that makes. Sense. I feel I feel like that's something Bushi the Road is really reluctant to do is to just have two separate skills that apply in s- different situations. <laughs> like, because like, the card just being dead, like, mm-hmm. like if you're playing it, you know, for playing against prison or something, you just have this card like yep this is a card i did not draw has no shield is completely useless to me yeah it would be, like obviously if you drew it for the ride line it wouldn't be so bad because you just pitch it mm-hmm. but like you know obviously what would happen is you would find it immediately after you get grade three uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just feel really really bad yeah and then also like a lot of the cards they've been printing with extra shield only gain extra shield and it's like you know this could do something else too mm-hmm mm-hmm it just seems like something Bushiroad is very reluctant to do, is have two different abilities that can apply in different situations. Yeah. And But if we want to go down this idea of a, of a set order that does something defensively for you, mm-hmm. they can also be used as a bluff card if they make enough of them over the course of time, where they could make one that says um, can at the beginning of your ride phase, turn it face up, and then draw two cards. So you set it on your turn, and your opponent mm-hmm. thinks it's something that can interact with their field, so they play conservatively on your turn. And then come your turn, it's like, whoop, flip up this order, and I get to draw two cards, because you... It's like a delayed draw two, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And you kind of bluff you kind of bluff your opponent. So it, it adds another layer of player interactivity, which people also want to see in Vanguard. So... I don't know. Now that I've talked it through some more, I'm really set. <laughs> Fun. I'm set on this idea of like these face down set orders that can do something defensively or somehow can influence your opponent to interact in a certain way. I think that'd be a really cool design space mm-hmm. to go down. Yeah. So basically, we would need like the G zone back just for orders. 
Yeah, they can but, be they can be um or they can exist in your deck that mm-hmm. you play in like similar rules. It'd be like one order per turn. So yeah. it can if your deck like Bruce or um Zorga, it can maybe be an al- part of your alchemy magic or something. I don't know how the rules will work out in that case. Yeah. Or maybe not necessarily they can like operate in their own design space, but maybe they'll go in their own deck. You can also maybe put them in like a separate deck, G Zone esque type thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. It'd be kind of fun to it'd be fun to figure that part out too. Yeah. Secret mage, secret orphist. <laughs> <laughs> secret yeah. agent orphist. And then you know, so a lot of so a lot of that conversation just now was in terms of like defensive utility and kind of grinding out the game more, but there we can also talk more about other ideas for how we could help a three attack deck offensively, and now is the part where I get to bring up a whole bunch of ideas everyone will hate. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a theme here. Yeah, so one of them was one of the ideas was burn damage. Oh, I hate this one. Yeah, so you know, because at the end of the day, your goal is to deal six damage to your opponent, and of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously, with three attacks, you only have so many opportunities to actually deal the damage to your opponent. So one way you could make up that difference in potential damage dealt is with burn damage. If you have a way, even if it was just like four or less, if you have a way to at least get your opponent to five damage so that they can't just look at your 60 card at your 60k column and be like, all right, no guard, you know, that is something. But obviously, burn damage is annoying, and everyone hates it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can kind of see it though. I've played um, I played games where um, you have like low life, so to speak, like mm-hmm. dual masters. You only have five shields. Yeah. Of course, you can generate more, but there were there was a form of burn in that game of burning down your shield, so you don't get the value of adding the cards back to your hand. Mm-hmm. This was a. Uh, very much favored by control play styles or ways to cheat out these big um, shield burning aspects early. Hell but yeah. I can see it working. I can see it working. Maybe kind of like um, Drag Ruler Phantom mm-hmm. from late game or late limit break era. Mm-hmm. So like maybe a, maybe a Zorga S card can like retire itself and another card or do something with your order cards in your drop zone or something to deal a damage to your opponent. And yeah, trigger, triggers would still apply to make it a little more fair. Mm-hmm. Like or maybe if you, like the frustrating thing about burn damage a lot of the time is like a lack of counterplay. So it would have it would either have to be like slow, and basically to the point of basically being an alternate win condition like Gize, or mm-hmm. it would have to be in a way that your opponent could interact with it. So I could imagine you putting a burn damage card in prison because if you just set a high prison threshold, then your opponent could interact with that, but it can also act as basically an alternate win condition where if you can imprison enough things and then activate the order to deal damage to your opponent. Right. Okay. Yeah, I would I think I would be okay with a, like a burn at 5 if like the condition were like something you could a play around. Mhm. And or like, you know, at least have like some interaction with and b like was kind of absurd. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I got 10 in prison, deal damage. Yeah. Like no no one like if they let that happen, it's like it's kind of, you know. It's like uh what was that deleter card? Glendios. 
No, 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 no. The stride. The stride? The stride that if you have like uh, 20 and 20, like some ridiculous number of vanish deleted, you win the game. Oh, yeah. I think it was Igorg that was like 15 Igorg? vanish deleted. Yeah, original right. deleter of Igorg. So, uh, your opponent, the, if the number of cards in damage zone is four or more and the number of face down cards in your opponent's blind zone is 13 or more, you win the game. Yeah, like no one got to 13. <laughs> I've but never like, seen Igorg win the game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it just never happened. But you were like, that's fine, right? Yeah. Like, it, like I think when Igor was first spoiled, people were, like, freaking out about it a little bit. And then everyone was like, eh. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, this all, is impossible. All the are super scary. Yeah. It was, I mean, it wasn't as bad as Glendios was, even in Limit Break era. <laughs> played, and it was really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, my inspiration for that was, because, you know, recently with... They just revealed Bladewing Ragey today, which has a ridiculous condition for dealing did two they, damage. Did they reveal Bladewing Ragey? <laughs> this is this a, um, a Nelson Mandela effect thing? Are we sure we really saw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, my inspiration for the burn damage was like, they had uh, Dykeiser back where... If you check a grade 3 and your opponent played exactly one Sentinel, you could burn them for damage. And then, you know, they just revealed Bladewing Ragey, which is like... Instead of building up soul, you're taking cards out of your soul to bind them face down. And if you have 15 or more face down cards in your bind zone, you can deal 2 damage to your opponent's vanguard. I am 100% confident this card will never deal two damage to me with that effect. <laughs> Almost certainly. Because, like, you have two cards to bind things. Ragey itself, and then, I think, the grade one. You will mm -hmm. never get to 15 in any kind of reasonable time frame. Oh, I'm, I'm just not worried about this card. Yeah. Just soul, just soul Blast 30. It's fine. I don't... see. I don't know if you can even get to five cards bound face down in a reasonable time frame. I think you can get to ten, honestly. <laughs> can I, th I think people will get to ten pretty reasonably if they want to put in the effort. Yeah, but okay, Ultimately, so I would if I open this card, I would look, I would look at it and be like, and throw it away. I just would, I just wouldn't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay, the Axe skill isn't once per turn, but you also have to Soul Blast to bind something from your soul, so it's two soul every time. Yeah, you just gotta hit 20 soul for 10 cards of bind. Easy. Yeah, easy. <laughs> also, the just... fact that it's not bind zone is 13 or more is kind of infuriating. <laughs> yeah, because Rady's been nothing but 13 since his entire career. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Makes no sense. And then... Uh... The original yeah. mine is 15, actually. I could be stupid. Oh, uh, let's, let's see. I'm already on the wiki looking at, like, Glendios and stuff. Blade, Wing, Ragey. Let's see. Original Ragey is... No, yeah, the original one is if it's 15 or more and Solo gets two crits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, All I remember is, is people sitting on it when, like, in Limit Break era when you were at three damage and just, like, attacking you with Ragey. <laughs> and then just being oh, yeah. like... Would you like to take it? And you're like, well, obviously not. And so you fun play a fair fun game. times. Fun yeah, times. But, but then sometimes your opponent was playing Dote and it didn't matter. <laughs> so you're yeah. like, oh, well. So yeah, like, Kaiser was kind of my inspiration for, like, if they had burn-type effects just to kind of help you 
bridge the potential damage gap, and then obviously we have Glendios-type cards with alternate win conditions, which would be very hard to pull off in things besides Prison, because I don't know how you do that for the other decks. I guess Zorga, maybe, if it's like a card that's like, if you Alka Magic and there's five cards in your bind zone, you win the game or something like that. Or like ten cards, I don't know. Something ridiculous that's hard to achieve, but could you theoretically... At grade 3? Hmm? You need to spend five turns at grade three. That's a really long time. Yeah. I think it's also like an on-hit booster that puts something into your your bind zone. Yeah, but you know, some something ridiculous like that, where it's like as long as it doesn't. I was saying, as long as it doesn't err on the side of um, Overlord the Purge, I think I'm I'm chilling on the idea of burn damage. Okay. <laughs> And then, the other unpopular idea that everyone will hate is Mildex. Yeah, I know, I hate this one. <laughs> I hate I hate Mill, especially in Magic, because people talk about Mill as like, oh yeah, I'm really cool for liking Mildex. And I'm like, you are, it's actually like the most like, like lame, normal alternate win con that people think they're real cool about caring about, and I'm just like, I cannot give a shit. Yeah, they did it very briefly with Mega Colony, but I don't think you ever actually won by deck out. No, not a single time. No, nah, you won by sacking with uh, whatever the dude's face was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hated that card because Antlion inevitably, inevitably, somehow I don't know if it's like a best of three or like just some weird luck where the dude would mill perfect. And I'll be like, well, can't guard with my triggers now. Guess I'm going to just eat all this damage real quick when my hand is a fistful of triggers. Yeah, but the flip side is, like, you'd ha I'd have these games where I'm, like, just, like, hopelessly... I cannot kill the Mega Colony player. Like, I cannot. Like, he has that... Like, they have that many cards, right? Mm-hmm. And they rode through four of the Gunning Colio, missed every time, and just decked out. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool. Nice. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> like, what of... do you do? <laughs> now, I will say, that. though, shockingly, I actually like mill strategies in other card games. Mm -hmm. And, like, other lame strategies like that. Like, um, in Magic the Gathering, when I played briefly a couple years ago, I was a Simic Flash player, which people hated that playstyle in Bets of One. So... I, I don't know if there's an equivalent in Vanguard, but basically I would just play my turn on my opponent's turn and be able to untap and attack right away. So have pseudo flexibility and like pseudo haste or not summoning sickness. It was great. People hated it. You couldn't play stuff uh, safely. I would just play things freely. It was great. Yeah, the secret, the secret against deck like that is like you need to just get on board before them. And mm -hmm. then you're just like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Then you basically have to play normally, but like, yeah, uh, it was. Uh, if people were really bad at playing like control matchups too, or like playing mm -hmm. control into it, people people would just like kind of like run out stuff and just lose every time. And then yeah, there was a recent, um, what was it, uh, blue black mill with rogues that that was a recent thing in Magic the Gathering and Standard. Yeah. I thought that was a cool deck to watch play. So yeah, I'm I'm a fan of mill as long as it's not like the way. Mega Colony did it. I really didn't like that, but mm -hmm. if you're if you make it like I do nothing else but I'm gonna mill. Can you win before? Can you deal six damage before I deal fifty damage to you by milling? Technically speaking, 
Yeah. The end of gas, generally. Yeah, Proof. I think... I think I've gone through all of the ideas that I had. So either, like, decks gaining crits early, like, by turn three, if not earlier, even if they're going to be stuck at three attack. For, like, an aggressive three attack decks, like, big numbers with crits consistently as early as turn three, I think is probably what's going to be needed to bridge the gap between three attack and, you know, multi-attack decks. Although... You know, maybe turn four because, like, other decks like Bruce are also kind of limited to turn four. Ba I think Bastion broke the rules a bit by just being online turn three and also having massive columns on top of that. Like, I think they were counting on the deck being all grade threes to limit Bastion a little bit, but so far it hasn't worked because, you know, getting up to turn three is, like fast enough that you can't really completely rush them unless you're like Magnolia where you know you throw out this board really early and then continue to just step on the gas and increase the number of attacks that you have they can do that now nope. for sure but yeah. like with Stop 1 they basically made it so that no other deck could really be as aggressive as Bastion was mhm mm yeah, like and now you, you can't really you can't really punish them because now they have both Alden and Chosen Knights. So mm -hmm. if you try to rush them down and deal three damage to them, feasibly they can play Alden and Chosen Knights in the same turn, draw yeah. three cards and have triple drive. Oh yeah, yeah. Easy. Skill game. Although, <laughs> you know, like Bastion is still limited by being mostly grade threes, but I think right now Magnolia is the only deck that is continually aggressive enough to actually punish that. I think Nirvana has a case because Bastion can't really afford to play the slow game against Nirvana mm -hmm. because they can just make big numbers freely. So yeah. you, they have to give them damage. But by giving them damage, they put arcs in Nirvana online to make their hand bigger and their attacks bigger. So mm -hmm. I think it's an interesting back and forth matchup between those yeah. two. Yeah, I think Nirvana is good. It's just, like, for decks like Orphist and Zorga, I think Orphist can kind of do it because you can kind of retire their board, but, like, Zorga is in real bad shape. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, if Brantgate is going to be the grindy control nation, which it seems to be, then, you know, if Zorga is being framed as the more aggressive deck, either multi-attacking, which is the problem we're trying to solve right now, or, like, gaining crits earlier, I think... Nectar of Sensations is almost there, but the requirement of 15 cards in drop for the crit is just a bit too high. I'm having... I've started testing out having Lady Demolition in the deck just because, even though it's a bad card, if I can get the on-hit mill 5, it puts me that much closer to having Nectar online early. <laughs> I've seen... Um, I haven't seen Lady Demolish yet. I've yeah. just seen... Open Prey, Mulligan 5 for Hendrina, and then just start looping her into perpetuity. This is kind of off-topic, but Atlas and I were talking about... Atlas made a comment about how new cards often give you like more like more like, more like decks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, just look at Bastion, right? Like Before set 2, there were like kind of like two builds of Bastion you could play, even though one was like slightly better than the other. Mm -hmm. And now you have Oakham Chosen Knights, and there's one build of Bastion. Yeah. That definitely <laughs> happens. 
<laughs> like you could play the retire order or not before, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And now it's like now you play four O come chosen knights and you don't look back. <laughs> yeah, like why not? And even Japan is uh, fluctuating on that. Sometimes they'll play more of the counter blast two draw two order. Really? Yeah, I don't That's get it either. Incorrect. But it I've, I've seen also a draw two for counter blast one. Yeah, it is. I've I totally agree. I don't understand mm-hmm. what. What Japan sees in uh, the the start deck order, I would 100% play Chosen Knights over it. Same. Japan bad at math. I mean, I I think Japan is just (laughs) bad at this game, honestly. Like I don't know. I just like I'm just shocked. Like you would see a card that both cards like effectively do the same thing, except one is cheaper and like clearly better. Yeah, because you also give something 5k power. Like, is getting the card now worth one extra CB? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, well, I think the factor for Japan is they have a slightly different meta now with Monster Strike. True. Oh, so, right. And Monster Strike is retired dot everything. They so maybe they're trying to... Right, yeah. so you don't want to you don't want to commit three grade threes into chosen knights only for it to be burned down by oh, that is monster true. strike. I actually completely forgot monster strike existed. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's not relevant to us because we're probably not getting it. Oh yeah, yeah like, for us, like play chosen knights hundred percent. Don't mm-hmm. don't I look see. back. Full speed so ahead. Kind of, so we can't even like discuss like we. It's hard to us to even make like. No, that's a good point. I'm sorry for what I said earlier. Yeah. Like, basically, like. We can't even like we don't even have a comparable metagame because yeah. we have you know, they have this deck that's like the single most powerful retire deck in the game, mm-hmm. and we just don't have that. Yeah, so well, we kind of have to look at it through a lens or take with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I will we have say, to like, see how long it's relevant. Before right. Monster Strike came out, like I feel like Japan was sleeping on Magnolia definitely, Orphist a little bit, although I think the En side of thing overhyped Zor. Uh, Orphist a whole lot. I honestly think the people on the Orphist train are a little obnoxious, but it's just me. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely obnoxious. Like, I think the deck's fine, especially with the more grindy tools. I think it's one of the more successful three-attack decks when the comparison point is Zorga at the moment. It's just... Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think in that sense, Japan, before Monster Strike, was sleeping on those two decks. I think Magnolia's stock has fallen after Monster Strike. Oh yeah, definitely. It Not it doesn't play well into it, it didn't even pl- it didn't play well into Leonard and Bruce. It, it had a good matchup into Bastion. Yeah. It probably played it was probably even into Nirvana, but I think Monster Strike, like granted it's not it's not super popular, but you just never know what you might run into into a big tournament and it doesn't feel like it's a safe safe take mm-hmm. cuz if your yeah. opponent round 1 flips up Monster Strike, it's like, well, my whole deck just yeah kind of doesn't work or maybe i can try to get in real quick before they burn it down but i don't know because you don't have a lot of recursion tools in magnolia outside of wild intelligence mm-hmm. i Which... feel like beyond like bruce or nirvana i don't know yeah i like i like nirvana i think i think uh it's yeah i like nirvana too it's quite enjoyable Curious to see how Lyrical Monasterio will affect the meta game coming up for us. If your opponent flips the prison girls, just run. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
<clears throat> excuse me, I think lyrical will be a good exercise to this whole theory of the three attack deck syndrome because the idea of it's been around since like V era, maybe yeah. even during premium era, but we'll see which, which um, lyrical decks float to the top. The I easy mean, early bet is like uh, Kyrie because it's, um, is that her name? Kyrie? Kyrie? Kyrie. So yeah. What's the theme of the deck? Cause I, I don't remember any of these names. She's the one who bounces. Yeah. She's oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the one so, that counter blast orders. Yeah. I think that's neat. I think that, that deck would be my bet, because that one looks like it has the closest power level to, like, Bruce. I don't know. That's the I one that, that's one that gives us sad Zorga noises. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We now have the Gemstone Girl, which is a worse version of Zorga. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting. There's so many decks in Lyrical, it's so hard for me to keep track of them. But I think the one that, like, cares about even odd grades is, like, actively horrid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they. That, I think that one's gonna try too hard to make it work. That one can, needs it, a lot of moving pieces to get to uh, well, work you properly. Can, you can make it work if you almost guarantee even. Well, but like that's the thing. They have a card where it, the turn is bound to just activates both. Oh, I see. So yeah, they have one that yeah. can uh, bound activate both. They have a couple, one or two cards that can. Um, Put another card into your binds, or increase the grade of a card in, yeah. in your bind zone to but, manipulate that. I think uh, the strategy is like activating the one that, or binding the card that activates both, and then playing the grade one that gives things five k and a crit, so that you effectively have both. I see. Yeah, so you effectively have ten k and a crit to your front row, and you just rush. The problem is you need an entire board of odd grade cards. And then you also need the grade three that activates both wings when it's bound. Yeah, I, so, hate, this. I hate this design. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure Alest. Well, I think Alestiel has better chances of stealing the game compared to Willista. Willista so far looks like Zorga, but more convoluted. I think another um, avenue for three attack deck would be kind of like the knuckle brawler thing that we saw uh, mm. revealed today. Granted, uh, she does have pieces that can multi-attack. Yeah, but yeah like, I was about to say, a, like, that deck has a fourth attack, though. Yeah, like, in a world where it didn't have that, being able to attack three things at one time is a nice, mm-hmm. nice, cir- nice circumvention to being able to attack three times. It's like, I attack three times, but I punch three things in one attack, so it's yeah. like I'm attacking five times, kind of, sort of. Yeah. But, well... That kind of falls into, like, grind deck category because it also draws cards when it hits, so... Seems like what you're wanting to do is control the opponent's... What? I'm just reading this card, Clarissa. Yeah. This is sweet. I like this. I want it on hit three. Yep. So, yeah, when you play the... So, it has an order where all your units with the archetype name get 5k, and then... You know, when it would attack, you can choose three things and attack them all in one battle. Wait, you have to have five units to play it? Yes. You have to have oh, five different, different names. names. Oh, I'm off it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it includes herself, so you, you just need four rear guards with different names. Yeah, but... And you get two of them through the ride line. You, yeah, you get two through the ride line, and the grade two call, searches anything with a different name. So, no, you really ju- so you really just need one piece, basically. 
and then the the grade three gets the order which does the the punchy punchy. Yeah, I do like the punchy punchy. Yeah, I think Granted, the punchy is... punchy only works if uh, your opponent's vanguard is grade three though. Yeah, that's uh, the, that's the thing that's turning me off of this deck. Honestly, is that now I hate it more. If you go first, your opponent is free to just rush you down. This is lame. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I was in on it because I was like, draw three, and then I was like, nope, nope, not not at all. Yeah, but on the but if you go first, you you have the order just chilling in hand for the following turn, the persona ride turn. Uh, yeah. Then you go persona. Then you go persona ride punchy punchy with multi attacking because you have the, I can't don't remember the name, but you have uh, you have one. a grade two that like when it hits, you can discard a card to restand it. Uh, or oh, when your no, Vanguard I... hits, you can discard a card oh, to restand it. One, discard a card. I wish this card also didn't need a CB1 to search for the order. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool if that were not the case. Yeah, I think my top contenders for Lyrical right now are the Cat Girl with the Song Orders, because lol, five attacks with a guard with a Sentinel Restrict. Uh, I think Felty Rosa, the Ghost Girl, is another one that looks pretty good, because... Potential five attacks, turn three, and four drive checks. You do have to counter blast for each one, but you know, uh, small potatoes. Yeah, like that. Ca <laughs> each counter blast is an extra drive check, and also means you call the thing to rear guard, so also another attack. Mm hmm. So yeah, I think Felty Rosa and Laurel Nero, the Cat Girl, look the best coming out of it. I want to like Kyrie more, but like, it is conspicuously missing rear guards that return things to hand. So you have a whole bunch of on play effects and only one way to return things to hand. Ah, yeah, that's a big uh, that's a big design gap there. Yeah, so that is a major thing missing from Kyrie, and it is my only criticism of the deck right now because I think offensively it does fine. I made mm -hmm. the mistake of scrolling past Dudley Emperor again. <laughs> <laughs> how sad. Yeah, people people were asking me how I felt about it. I was like, I kind of haven't taken a look in the V-Series in a couple years now. So <laughs> this, is, this is like, I'm sad it's super restrictive, but I also kind of expected it because it was like one of the main things I talked about when Rise of Nova came out was design space of future grade threes could be impacted because rise of nova exists yep and i think so that's binge well it wasn't really true for lucifer right it was just like no it wasn't true for lucifer at all he can he goes perfectly fine with rise of nova big five attacks yep mm -hmm. but now now they force you to play a a deadly centric deck to get max benefit out of deadly emperor yeah i saw that I which is kind of weird because Old Deli Emperor didn't care. Nope. <laughs> uh, summon two Panzer Gale. Ah, yes. Oh, uh, that was that's that's the OG play. <laughs> not, not everybody knows about the double Panzer Gale play. Look, sometimes you need that that value shield. Yeah, sometimes I got to survive. You know, get yep. that double that double intercept. <laughs> I hate when you didn't have you didn't have enough vanillas in the back row, so you had like a fifteen column or something stupid. <laughs> nope. <laughs> It's like, you don't die this turn. Let me get a Panzer Gale and a Bracky. Maybe I can push you and survive. Get a little, get, get a little mix going on. <laughs> Special interceptors. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Old school. So, 
Was there anything else we wanted to say about our three attack topic? I guess I'm proud of us for not mentioning making three attack decks faster because that would just put us into the whole issue of V-Series all yeah. over again. It's not I'm so proud cool. of us for that. I think yeah. my favorite one is the burn damage with Ridiculous Conditions. Because mm. the Ridiculous it's... Conditions can often be like a fun minigame. But again, I really want to stress that how important it is for the opponent to be able to like do something. Yeah. And not just like let you freely get there. Like, mm -hmm. I guess if it takes long enough, they can let you freely get there because it's like you let them live for 10 turns, it's your fault. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> But if it's just kind of like, oh, well, uh, you, uh, I, uh, I don't know, sat around and did nothing for three turns, I get to kill you now is kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of how Geese felt sometimes. But yeah, oh, no. I think... Old memories. Like, consistent crit pressure maybe around turn four to be on par with, uh, Bruce is a way to go for, for the short term, like... Interesting alternate win conditions like Dykeiser or what they're doing with Ragey right now, where you have, if you honestly let them get to a point where they can burn you for game, then you did something wrong, and then interesting, def and then Sorry, interesting defensive options like uh, defender tokens for Orphist or something like that. I think if you let Ragey get to the point where they get to deal two damage to you, you're obligated to scoop. Yeah. Like, once they put that 15th card in their bind zone, you're like, alright, just put your cards down. You should just say win the game on it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're obligated. Personally, personally, I like my idea of the, the face-down mm -hmm. set orders. However, that kind of puts us back into the whole idea of do, they'll probably still work with the things that already have the multi-attacking going on, so you, mm -hmm. you would still need to balance them. Mm -hmm. But maybe if there was a way to do it to make it kind of fair across the board, that'd be fine. But I wouldn't trust a, a new mechanic to be balanced like that yeah. out the gate. But I'd like the idea of the burn damage because I've played games with it. I've seen it work pretty well. And I think Vanguard could pull it off with the three attack decks pretty okay. Yeah. Just be like at the end of battle... Vanguard is Zorga or something like that. Mm -hmm. Sack three or four things, burn your opponent for a damage. Yeah. If they're four or less or something. Just a a high cost and like I'm Zorga, find us whatever, I'll get it back anyway next turn. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This is all trash to me anyway. That's and what Vanguard burn... means. Impact cards. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Final phase, sack sack my board, deal a damage, you lose GG. It always tilted me when Buddy Five players just didn't say final phase every turn. I was right, because like, you could do that. Final phase. Like, just say it. Like, there's no, you don't lose nothing by saying it. You're like, all right, go right. ahead. Final phase. <laughs> He's got to put the fear of God in him, you know? I wonder yeah. how that would work. I didn't even think about that, but I guess we can explore that in a, a future video. That's true. Maybe. Because of. Who knows? I think it would be kind of interesting to just have like a final phase mechanic in Vanguard if we very briefly. I don't know how we would balance because the conditions for final phase were all over the place. It's like Poland doesn't have something in the middle. Well, Vanguard can't have that condition. So, right. What's the next mm -hmm. thing down the line? <laughs> <laughs> just other like ridiculous, like very specific situations. Yeah. yeah your opponent, uh, your opponent both... doesn't have two things in the front. Yeah. 
Like, both players at five damage, and you persona rode this turn. Final phase. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, are you, you know how at the end of a turn where somebody's like thinking for a second, it's like, you done? Actually, no. Final phase. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll let we'll let every, we'll let everyone think about that, and uh, yeah. So I think that's that's a good place to stop for us. Right. Uh, where where can they find you all? Well, where can they find you first? Oh, me! You can find me on Twitter at Wiggums two Gs two Zs. Yeah, you can find me at Plasma Eclipse. You can also find our show at Nexus at Night. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Living Proof. You can find me on. Twitter at LiveImprovedVG, no spaces, and then you can find me on Discord where I, I spend a lot of time chatting with people mm-hmm. who uh who wants to pop in. Yes, and thank you to our ten dollar patrons Darren, Cole, and Josh. If you'd like to support us, there will be a link in the comments. Uh, five dollars and up gets you a whole ass bonus show. Ten dollars gets you a shout out like I did just now. Hey, not bad, not bad. <laughs> all right, thank, thank you, you very all very much. much. Oh. <laughs> Hey, we've said it at the same time. We're so in sync. (laughs) And see you all next week. (laughs) Bye, everybody.